0: This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan again at this time. Come on, Dan, let's go. Let's get a getting. Got folks standing around down there at the sawmill or maybe over there at the cane mill where they're making syrup. Let's get on down there and see if we can get the attention of four or five of those fellas and bring them a little short message right quick. You just come on now. Perk up. We'll maybe get you uh, something to eat down there, some oats or something. Come on, Dan, now. Come on. This is the Old Trailblazer. In our last study, we were looking there uh, blood redemption and divine healing, divine and uh, divine, those things. But we come down. We're looking at how the Lord shed the blood of the animals there in the garden and made coats of skin, and which represented the righteousness of Christ. But now we want to look in the 14th chapter of Genesis. We find the story of blood redemption on the altar there east of the garden. When Jehovah drove Adam and Eve out of the garden, he planted an altar east of the garden. And it was kept by a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. It was here Adam and Eve and their family came to worship. Did you know Adam and Eve came to worship with Cain Cain and Abel? They did. Let's listen to to the verse. It says, in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel also brought of the firstling of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was wroth, very wroth, and his countenance fell. Now, before we go on, let's look. The Lord had had uh, made the coats of skin out of the animals for Adam and Eve. Cain and Abel were born unto them, their children, and they were taught by by their parents, Adam and Eve. They were taught the way of grace, my friend. They weren't heathens. They weren't uh, walking around with a uh, with a bone in their head. Or all that. no, this they were they were uh, upright human beings, just like you and I, intelligent. Let's don't let's don't get caught up in all of that cave stuff and all. Of, let's don't do that. They were intelligent people, and they were taught the way of grace, and it came time uh, for them to offer. They were grown men now, and they were offer their own offering. And uh, Abel Cain brought the fruit of the ground. He brought the best he had out of his garden. I don't know what all it was they raised back in those days, but I believe it was the best he had. And then Abel brought a lamb, firstling of the flock, And Cain was very wroth because the Lord had not respect unto his offering. And his countenance fell. Cain brought of the works of his hands and did not find grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, my friend, that very statement ought to scare you to death if you're trying to work your way into heaven. Listen, let me read it again. Let me read it. And Cain brought the works of his own hands and did not find grace in the eyes of God. Now, what are you doing? What are you doing? You working. You working somehow. You 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 sweeping the church or you cutting the grass or you mowing the lawn, thinking all of those things. Maybe you preaching. Maybe you giving everything you have to get out the gospel. But do you know the Lord? Are you saved? Are you a child of God? Let me read that verse again. And Cain brought the works of his own hands and did not find grace in the eyes of God. You know, we live in a generation now, some of our religious denominations put a lot of emphasis on on uh, those things, philanthropy and all of those things. And these these uh, old sainted women, they call them, they call them saints and all of that. And they go about feeding the hungry and feeding the poor and, and all of those things and and all those are good. Those things are well and good, my friend. But that's not salvation. That's not salvation. You can do that till your head drops off. It won't help you. No, it's a good feeling. I believe people ought to help poor people. I do. I, I, I do. I drop a dollar into the kettle on the Salvation Army because those folks do a good job. But my friend, that's not salvation. No, that's not salvation. But listen, and Abel brought a lamb. The type of Christ, the most constant type of the suffering Messiah, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. They came to worship, not to be healed. They didn't come there to be healed. No, they came there with their offering, one with the work of his hands, and received the condemnation or the rejection of an angry God. Oh, my friends. Won't it be a terrible thing to stand and be rejected of a holy God? The Bible says, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, shall enter in. No, no, not everyone. My friend, I, 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 that that verse is on my mind day and night, day and night. Because some of you out there whom I know, you tell me you're not saved. You're not interested in your soul. You're not seeking the Lord. You're not striving to enter in. And one day you will hear those words, depart from me, I never knew you. And you say, "Tremblazer, are you sure? Do you mean the Lord will say that to me, even though I've done the best I can? Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. The only way you will say, uh, come on, my, welcome, my child, is that if you're covered by the blood. The blood covering, my friend, listen, listen, listen. They came there with their offering, one with the work of his hands, And he received rejection, condemnation of an angry God. Did you know that God is angry with the wicked every day? Not just some days, not just one day, but every day. Oh, the wrath of God hangs over your head, my friend. When you get up in the morning, go to work, get in your car and drive off. If you're not saved, the wrath of God abideth with thee. If you go to school, teach school, maybe you're a school teacher. Maybe you're a farmer up there in Tennessee or Idaho or somewhere, baling hay or digging taters or something. The wrath of God is hanging over your head. You say, oh, Treblehead, you're just crazy as a loon. No. God's word says, "Ye must be born again. Ye must be born again. God's word says, except ye repent. Have you ever repented? Have you ever repented? Oh, my friend. You say, Well, old fool, what is it? What is repentance? Taking the blame. Have you ever took the blame for being a sinner? You're to blame, my friend. I'm not to blame for your sin. You can't you can't say, Well, well, old trailblazer didn't No, 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 listen. One was condemned. The other came with blood and received forgiveness and found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Have you ever done that? Have you ever found grace in the eyes of the Lord? By no twist of the imagination can you connect bodily healing with blood redemption there in the fourth chapter of Genesis. 1 John 1 7 says, And the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Nowhere in God's Word is the blood ever connected with bodily healing. The blood is always connected with sin and redemption of the soul. Now, let me quote. Uh, John 129, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Behold, the Lamb of God. These words fell from the lips of the great old apostle John, John the Baptist, as he saw the Lord Jesus come walking up the banks of the River Jordan. He did. Here he came. Walk. Here he come. Walking. He did not say, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away diseases. But listen, but behold the Lamb of God, God's sin offering for the sins of man. Oh, my friend, when you connect anything in the world with blood redemption, you take away the offense of the cross. Render it powerless to save. Listen, sinner, wake up. My friend, wake up. Sit up there in your easy chair. Would you just sit up, rub the sleep out of your eyes? You may be uh, three heartbeats away from hell. You may be on your road to hell before the sun goes down. Oh, my friend, you say, trailblazer, are you serious? I'm sure. Did you know you're not promised tomorrow? You're not promised tomorrow. The Lord doesn't have to save you. No, sir. He may let you live 90-some years old, but you, he don't have to save you. No, he put up with you all those years with your rebellion and your trash that you put out, and he lets you go right on into hell. Oh, my friend, did you know that there's not many folks want to be saved today? Not many folks. A lot of folks go to church to ease their conscience. They get a good feeling because Mo and Paul wants them to go to church. They go to church on Easter Sunday and Christmas and all of those things. But my friend, that's just froth. That's just like froth. Froth. It is. That's just Put foams off the top of a root beer when you pour it into a glass. That's just froth. Oh, my friend, salvation is of the Lord. Blood redemption is the greatest thing that ever happens to an individual. These words, behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. We ought to have them typed out and put on our refrigerator right there in our kitchen. But listen, listen, when you connect anything else with blood redemption, Take away the offences cross. Listen, folks, get your eyes open. See yourself, see yourself going to hell. Would you ever admit that if you see it? You will if the Lord shows it to you. I tell folks here all the time You want to know if you saved or not? You go in your bathroom and close the door and shut the door and lock it, and look in that mirror, turn the lights on, look in that mirror and say, Am I saved? No trailblazer. He's kind of an old kook. But I I, I think he's honest. uh, Lord, am I saved? Am I saved, Lord? If I die tonight, will I go to heaven? What basis would it be? Are you trusting the Lord? Are you meaner than a snake? Do you have a new heart? Do you have a new spirit? The Lord will give those to you if you seek him. He said, seek and you shall find. One of the verses that we say here oftentimes, we have not because we ask not. Did you know that's true? We we have not because we ask not. How many times uh, have you prayed for the old trailblazer lately? Would you pray for the old trailblazer? You think, well, that old fool, I ain't praying for him. I'm not sending him no money. I have some folks that a uh, woman tells me, her husband said, I'm not giving that preacher one nickel of my money. And she said, darling, the preacher don't receive no money from this church. He, he don't take a nickel of church. You, did, you, did you hear that, folks? The old trailblazer don't take money. Every penny you send here, every penny that's turned in here to the offering on Sunday and Sunday night goes to getting out the gospel. The old trailblazer don't, don't get in. We have four or five paid employees. Sure, we have to pay them. And I believe every preacher ought to be paid. But the Lord just blessed me to where I don't have to do that. And so I praise the Lord. But I want to remind you of our demon possession by Pastor Shelton. It's on sale now. And then, would you want to be a part of, send the gospel around the world. Did you know we're doing that here? Bibles and good books, good material. He may take it and throw it in the gutter. But somebody else come along and pick it up. Oh, we've had stories like that by the dozen over the years. But this is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis. And remember, my mailing address, the old Trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org.